0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I to
1: fly, it's a wonderful night. let's you know, kind of let go.
0: <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, let's let's roll. On the professional podcasts that we are. Yes. <laughs> Not writing down things last minute. You have decided that you're going to support Tasmania. Yes. Tasmania Berlin Absolutely So why are they called Tasmania Berlin And keep it short
2: Okay they called Tasmania Berlin Because when they were Founded the, the guys who found it Were like You know where I would Want to go at one point In my life I really want to go To Tasmania They never did <laughs> But they named the Team Tasmania that's the entire story. They
1: basically brought Tasmania and Berlin. Is, sorry. <laughs> Since he couldn't go there, he brought Tasmania yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. and Berlin. The, what was the fascination with Tasmania? I have no clue. But they,
2: they're playing sixth division, and I wanted to have a team that I can support in Berlin mm-hmm. to go to the home games. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, select another professional team, so I'm selecting Tasmania Berlin, who have the history of being the worst team in Bundesliga's history. So... What the entire history? They're the worst team ever. It is the, the worst. The worst season that was ever played was by Tasmania Berlin because back in the days the Bundesliga had that had to always be a team from every single Bundesland. So basically from Bavaria, from Berlin, from everywhere, and there was a team from Berlin. So Tasmania started and actually won their first game and mm-hmm. then lost absolutely everything. Everything they lost, afterwards. They started the season playing in front of a crowd of eighty thousand people <laughs> and ended it playing in front of seven hundred.
3: <laughs> so they got three points all season. Though,
2: so. They, I think they got like eleven or something. Right. Wow. They had
3: a few draws, but yeah. only. That's one what Derby won. County got in the Premier League, to be fair. So, yeah. so mm. <laughs> it's not that bad. Even Ben did
0: Did you go to Tasmania when you were
3: in Australia? No, no, <laughs> no. Did no go to Tasmania. By the way,
2: former one football employee uh, is playing there. Martin Gory. He's playing for Tasmania. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, what position? Uh, he's a midfielder, defensive midfielder, bench. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: gonna say bench. He's not is right. their engine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football podcast is Nico Hamer. Hey. DN Burke, I've written here. DN Burke. DN Burke. Oh, go with that, yeah. Okay. Makes you sound more intellectual. It does, yeah. Or like a science fiction writer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And Francesco Pozzi. Hello. Podcast at onefootball.com is where you want to send those emails if you have any questions you think we can answer. And for the next few weeks, those emails will be going to DN Burke. Mm. I'm taking a well earned break. <clears throat> well... <laughs> a break. Well, at least a break. Yeah, a break. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's gone. And uh, Dan will be in charge. I'm just giving the people what they want. We get a lot of emails. Uh, we get like some interesting emails, some weird questions, <laughs> as we've just got on Instagram. And But we do get a lot of love for Dan Burke or D.N. Burke. I don't understand why. I don't. I have no idea.
1: The most boring we, person in the universe.
0: We haven't heard from that guy who uh, called you... What did he call you? The Andrea Pirlo? Andrea uh, yeah, yeah. We
1: we'll we'll
3: haven't heard from touch. him in a I'll while. We'll back in touch. Don't worry. Guess why, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we started off this week with a question uh, for D.N. Burke from Avery, who asks, being a Young Man City uh, fan, it's always been amazing to watch their progression through domestic dominance. But how long... Uh, do we think Pep will stay with City considering he left Barcelona and Bayern after five and four years respectively and where do you think he will go after also will City stay at the same level or will they take a step back in Europe and domestically there's quite a lot in there
3: Yeah. let's start with the first one Um, how long do you think Pep will stay at City well he said recently actually that he's got well he's got two more years left on his contract and he said he's hoping to stay for another one so three years and I can I reckon so yeah did he not sign a contract extension recently that something? was last year for um, three years so okay. um, I don't see him being sacked unless things go drastically wrong which I don't think that's going to happen under Pep Guardiola it just doesn't does it so I think he'll be here for another three years the second part of the question I've got a feeling he's going to end up in Italy at some point yeah.
1: Italy is the next, he the next for that was my he knows yeah. a lot about Italian football. So. And you always said that that he wants to coach in Italy at one point. I have, yeah.
2: uh, I have two ideas for Guardiola. Mm. He either goes to Italy and the, gets all the trophies there, or, she, or he retires super early. Just yeah. very, very young, he decides to mm. like… He'd get bored.
3: It yeah. The other thing that has been mentioned is that he could potentially take over as the coach of the Qatar national team for the yeah. 2022 World Cup. Because oh. uh, obviously he has a bit of an affiliation with Qatar and has done a bit of promo work for them and stuff like that. So oh. that's, that's, um, Don't break my heart. Beck. No, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and the third part of the question, I'm dreading the day that he leaves, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I think he's the best manager in the world. And I don't see how you go where you go from the best manager in the world. You're only going to go down, aren't you, from there, really? Mm-hmm. So Just- take a look at Bayern. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So José is free. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. Maybe he's gonna um, sort of prime Mikel Arteta to take over from him at City when he leaves or something like that. Um, that would be a natural that would seem like a natural yeah. succession plan. But other than that, yeah, I don't I don't really uh, know who they would really get.
0: Where would he go in Italy? please tell me Roma because you know
1: Roma I it would mean, be amazing. Uh, we have to see who can afford Guardiola in two, three years, uh, because, you know, he's a very expensive manager. Mm-hmm. He pretends a lot of players, so, you know, you cannot go to a team that doesn't buy any player or cannot afford him with uh, his wages like 15 million per year. So. Oh, so it's just Juventus then? So Juventus is the main option, but Inter and Milan in two, three years, we afford this kind of managers, and uh, Roma is the most romantic option because he played there even for six months I think he'd, he'd never go right. to Inter
2: so far he has picked his teams very smart though right he always picked a team that was either dominating I mean okay Barcelona obviously was natural but mm-hmm. afterwards he took Bayern and, and then he took City I no, mean either do- only dominating yeah, <laughs> okay, so, so, the, so the question would more be which team is on top in Italy in the next few years and I guess mm. that's pretty much where. He goes. And I feel like he can just Select a team. They don't even need to have an open spot. He yeah. just calls and be like, "Yeah, you should get rid of your manager because I'm coming."
1: <laughs> Financially, there are three teams that can afford Guardiola. Will kind uh, in the future can afford Guardiola, which are Inter Milan and Juventus. That's it. But you know, never say never. I just can't see him at Inter given Mourinho and all of that sort of But in in Italy, there is no that contraposition between Guardiola and Mourinho. honestly, like we don't, we never had them in the same league, so Ah, we never, we never saw that contraposition. So I think that he can manage Inter if he wants. But I mean, we'll see. Inter is changing manager every two, three years, so that might happen. They will change this year. Maybe the fans wouldn't be happy with Pep. Inter Yeah. well they're a hard bunch to please Francesco <laughs> well now they, they're they not happy with Spalletti they will not be happy with Mourinho if he comes back they will not be happy with Guardiola if he doesn't yeah. Inter are never happy with managers
0: maybe we'll <laughs> chat about them a little bit more later yeah. shall we okay uh, getting back to City Dan mm. how did you feel after that Hugo Lloris assist last weekend
3: uh, I think the polite way would be crestfallen <laughs> 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 there are there perhaps ruder words that I could say than that as well Um, you can say rude words on this podcast well I'm not going to it's a family (laughs) show (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) but yeah yeah I was sort of um, where were you watching the game I got well I watched the first half of the office and Mm -hmm. then I went home during halftime and just as I got home Lucas Moura put the ball in the net to make it 1-1 so I was Mm -hmm. like oh hello what's going on here and it was Mm -hmm. quite an open game at that point it looked like maybe Spurs were going to score the next goal with Suzoka. yep and then they had a few openings didn't take them that one being the 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 biggest one and then you just thought are they going to Spurs this up and Yes, they suppose they opt oh, <laughs> poor Spurs. <Spurgeon. laughs> uh, Laris has been poor for a while though. Yeah, well, it's like everyone was saying after that um, another rare Hugo Larisse <laughs> mistake yeah, happens much. all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. he's he's a pretty poor goalkeeper really. Hugo Are they going to change him in the summer? That is
0: that is the question. Sure. They're not going to change him in the summer. That's the problem. Why not? Because they don't. They've spent all their money on this fancy new stadium that has a bakery.
1: <laughs> so I don't know like one and point Spurs they have to replace anybody. him like, they do cannot like, stay there for <clears> forever.
0: <throat> I I agree that they do need to replace him but I don't see any natural successor there or anybody that they're not being linked with anybody on a repeated basis goalkeepers are expensive next poll, do, bring
1: go. in. Courtois. <laughs> Well, Courtois is going to be. he can Courtois, go alone this summer. Yeah, well. Courtois he's is not, leaving. He's not going to stay at Real Madrid. No, not with Zidane back. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I got somebody from Germany. He might not be there right now, but I yeah, guess yeah. young goalkeeper Nübel, Alexander Nübel, looks impressive. He could become really,
1: really, really good. No, you're actually ship.
2: No, yeah, shit, I should. But I actually feel like I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that if nobody snatches him up before that, that he's going to be the next goalkeeper for Bayern Oh. Yeah.
3: Wow. You heard Remember it that here. prediction? Yeah. yeah, you heard, you heard
2: <laughs> it here first.
0: From the same man who predicted that Kovacs would be sacked. <laughs> he will be. After, <laughs> he will eventually. Be. One day he will, yeah. yeah. Um, you had a feeling, Dan, that look you want to mention luck when it comes to this big part?
3: Yeah, I Tiger can already works. see Francesco rolling his eyes out of the corner of my eye. But go on. Well, you know, th- there's been a lot of big moments that have gone Liverpool's way this season. There have been a few that have gone City's way. You know, we had a pretty dodgy penalty against um, West Ham last month. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Liverpool have had a few dodgy penalties as well. They've also had the Riyad Mahrez missing the penalty at Anfield. Jordan Pickford, mistake at Anfield. Julian Speroni's mistake at Anfield. The Lloris mistake at Anfield. Lloris, Sergio Rico caught up for full them last week as well so it just kind of feels like all these kind of big moments are going their way and it's hard not to feel at the moment like it's, it's it's their year you know what I mean there's six games to go if City win all six games they've won the league but I just don't think they're going to do that and I think for City to win it Liverpool's luck is going to need to change a little bit and even like injuries, they don't seem to have had any sort of high-profile injuries all season. Joe Gomez is the only one that springs to mind. Um, during the Spurs game, Van Dijk was sort of limping a little bit at one point. And I thought, oh hello, this this could be a big moment, and they just carried on playing like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. And you sort of think, just one of you just get injured for a bit, and he's fit for the Southampton game this Apparently week. Apparently so, yeah, 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 so yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not sort of bemoaning City's mm-hmm. luck and stuff, but you know, it, it just sort of feels like it might be Liverpool's year for me this year.
0: I never know, Look in a title race
3: feels like you always create your own I mean and also it does come from them putting massive amounts of pressure on the opposition as well so you do kind of
1: make your own look in that mm-hmm. respect yeah yeah they have much more pressure there's much more pressure because they haven't won the league in 30 years uh, yes, yeah. and uh, you know they were 5-6 points fed in January mm-hmm. they lost all of them so I think that now the pressure is on them even if City is had, you know like Pressure still mm. on Liverpool this time, and Liverpool have got Chelsea at home now,
3: and that's pretty much their only sort of game that you you would look at and think they're not they might not win that, and you would probably expect them to beat Chelsea yeah. anyway. So Where, I can see them winning all six of their games.
0: Whereas City have Tottenham and
3: Man United. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. wow.
0: So you're not, you're not so, I'm, I mean, you're I'm always nervous. playing it down. Yeah. You're always playing yeah. it down. Yeah, I'm nervous. Since October yeah. is doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. top of the league. Okay. Uh, Pep said last weekend that the opening 20 minutes against Fulham was the best side, best his side had ever played. <laughs> well, that seems, I mean, yeah. it's against Fulham, it seems. Exactly,
3: yeah. It was, it, a large part of it was to do with Fulham and... Mm. Um, couldn't get out their own half kept trying to sort of play the ball out from the back and losing it and giving possession back to see but you know they did play well David and Bernardo Silver really good Kevin Bruyne was good um, Sterling and Aguero we know all about their form this season and Ilkay Gundogan has actually been in tremendous form the past couple of months either like it's wow. a bit of a Contract situation with him—he's out of contract next summer, and it Already? Looks like he isn't keen on signing another one at the moment because he's not a sort of regular fixture in the team. So yeah, he might be heading back to Germany next summer potentially, or something like that. You never know. Nico's shaking his head in agreement here.
2: Yeah, I mean, back to I, I, I heard that. I heard the rumors that he's not happy at City at the moment, but I can't really see him fit in anywhere in the Bundesliga right now. I can't really see Bayern sign him because um, I feel like they're going to get at least one of midfielder this season, and then they're pretty pretty stacked. In midfield so I could actually see him go to Italy somewhere
0: oh yeah. interesting yeah, another player going back to the Bundesliga is Andre Schürrle Dortmund <laughs> is so happy about that uh, they're
2: delighted um, <laughs> you know the story right That uh, he basically said to kick at it yeah now that I got relegated yeah I'm going back to Dortmund and my contract is just back to the regular contract and Dortmund basically said like ah, mm, yeah n- no about, we don't, about that Andre <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, there's basically no chance that he's going to play any role for Dortmund in the next season so they're going to try to get rid of what him what happened himself. there you, the, <laughs> the, nothing happened between the, nothing there's nothing bad that happened between I don't know like the person Andre Schürrle and somebody in the club of Dortmund but they just came to the conclusion that he's not fitting the, the mm-hmm. uh, team anymore and they don't need him and
0: don't want him and I to be honest I agree with him okay it's probably past his best at this stage yeah
3: yeah. Um, anything to say from the Cardiff game last night uh, a bit of a stroll really City had 27 shots on goal 11, <laughs> sorry 27 shots 11 on target I think they had 81% possession <laughs> uh, but just a couple of good stats for you about City so they've now won more games than Arsenal did in the Invincible season this year uh, they've more points than United got in the treble winning season oh, and most importantly they are mathematically assured of finishing above United for the sixth successive season now doesn't that just mean
0: though that the opposition isn't as good as it used to be no ok <laughs> and welcome to a Manchester City podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. by we're by Dan no we'll stop talking about don't, it, no don't yeah. worry I've, I've just got one or two more questions uh, Phil Foden yes. he eventually got his debut started. and yeah. everything is right with the world
3: yeah yeah he played really well um, I mean I think Pep sort of looked at that game as one that was pretty winnable so he, he made a few changes and, and gave Foden a, a start and um, that's one less thing that people can sort of complain about now because um, he, he'd you know, never started before and people were sort of saying when's that going to happen and mm-hmm. now it has so like um, Hudson-Odoi for exactly him. yeah yeah uh, but yeah really good um, I think he's got a really bright future and I don't think there's any sort of concern about him being unhappy at City at the moment or anything I think he's happy to buy his time until he gets a regular run in the team which... good for City fans though. oh are well, you yeah. yeah. uh, is Benjamin Mendy back from the club yet <laughs> I don't know yeah so there was um, there was footage going around uh, the other day of him uh, a at nightclub at 3.30 on Saturday morning mm-hmm. he wasn't in the squad for the Fulham game anyway but he was supposed to be training on Saturday um, and Guardiola was asked about it in his, inter- his uh, press conference before the Cardiff game and he sort of did his very best like well I'm not bothered sort of mm-hmm. uh, thing but you know he clearly is bothered by it um, he said that he trained on Saturday, but, um, you know, Patience is just running fit with him, with the fan base now as well. Oh, with um, the fans too? Yeah. He's I not doing he's, his shark team thing anymore? Well, that, that's, he still made 20 appearances for City in two seasons. Um, that's and, you know, Players can't help getting injured, but what they can help is doing everything they can in their power to get mm-hmm. back fit quickly. Mm-hmm. And being at a nightclub in the early hours of Saturday morning. <laughs> doesn't scream professionalism does it really
1: and he's the one of the top 10 most played defenders yeah 50 the million they played for him
3: and when he's played he's looked outstanding like yeah. you know his delivery from wide areas is superb he's mm-hmm. really quick um, but I just, I've got a feeling he's going to be off in the summer it's, to be honest he's five assists up. in nine, nine matches yeah. in yeah. this
2: season it's, it's yeah.
0: brilliant wow shame
3: yeah it is a shame yeah. and <laughs> yeah. they've lost Zinchenko to injury now as well um, hamstring injury he was playing really well so you think it might be an opportunity for many to come back in but I just don't know if that's going to happen now because Pep just seems that he doesn't trust the, him anymore
0: the press conference was quite funny yeah, yeah. No, sir, it very much through gritted teeth he was like yeah it's fine that yeah. he was at the club
3: mm-hmm. well there's like a famous bit from the Amazon Prime documentary <clears throat> where Guardiola says um, something like uh in the press conference I'll always defend you but in here I will tell you the truth when he's in the dressing room um, like. so yeah so we'll always stick up for his players and always sort of play things down mm-hmm. but behind closed doors I reckon guys furious guys guys yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> speaking of managers uh, our Gunnar star he gets the job on a permanent basis they won last weekend but played terrible <laughs> they lost midweek so they sack him and get Jose back? Seems to be the obvious answer, doesn't it? <laughs> well,
3: I'd be very happy oh, for that problem. to happen. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't help but feel that they've made a bit of a mistake with this Solskjaer thing, really. Alex Mott said this last week. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it's record since taking over. It's been very good. All right, they've got knocked out the FA Cup. They face a bit of a battle for, for fourth spot. But, you know, fourth spot looks unfathomable, un, unfathomable under Mourinho. So, mm. um the fact that he's even got them in with a shout of that is, is an achievement, but then you kind of think, you know, when they sacked Mourinho, there was all, the, all this talk that they were going to properly get the, get the the next appointment right and, you know, appoint someone that was going to be really good for the, the future of the club, and they basically appointed a bloke with very little managerial experience prior to this on the strength of, like, 10, 15 decent games.
0: But he knows the history.
3: Yeah, he does, doesn't he? But uh, I wonder how much of how much of a say Alex Ferguson is having in these yeah, exactly. matters. Whether he's, I would love. to It know wouldn't that. surprise me if he's even picking the team some weeks, like or, or you know having a say yeah. in it and, and stuff really? like that. But, I'd, yeah,
0: I'd yeah. look. His the name keeps cropping still... up here and there. You yeah. hear little rumours and everything. That yeah, uh, would be amazing.
3: <laughs> I still think he has a huge. Well, not a huge amount of influence, but a certain amount of influence. he couldn't tell Mourinho what to do, and he couldn't tell Allegri or Pochettino what to do, but he can tell Solskjaer what to do. And if things aren't going wrong with Solskjaer, it's very easy to sack someone like that and just say, sorry, it's not working out, can you step aside? So, um, yeah, I can see it it being a long time before United are back at the top again, because I just don't think they've made... (laughs) The right decision again. I
2: feel like they could have just waited till the
3: end of the season. Was there
2: any any reason to rush this decision? Mm. Like, why would you do that? Sometimes it feels like the clubs are not watching the same
1: football that we do Mm. for years. Like, Mm. just
2: wait till the end of the season.
1: Because there's this mentality that they want to program everything, you know, they want to be in control. And if you don't, like, after all the wins, Solskjaer did you know, not renewing the contract, people will say maybe, Oh, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna change him, you're gonna who you're gonna get and the season maybe Will go even worse in the last uh, last games because of this, so they wanted to make like stability. But-, mm.
2: but at least if the season goes worse in the last few games, you can at least say, well, looking for somebody else. Mm. No,
0: I know, I know. My suspicion is that they were told no from Pochettino, yeah. and then they just said, well, look, we don't really have a huge amount of other options, given Allegri is still tied to Juventus at the moment, and therefore. Well, look, we have to go with this dude, mm-hmm. and their hands— their hands were forced a little bit by the PSG result. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, if they hadn't progressed in the Champions League, they could have said, "Well, you know, you didn't do this, so screw you." We've we
2: talked about it on this podcast before. There is a lack of managers in world football mm-hmm. right now, of quality managers.
0: Somebody told me today that Simeone gets paid forty-one million. Yeah, yeah but with
1: sponsorship, not like an from the club, like. But I, is, is I the saw, I saw this the stats world, too. But yeah.
2: he's he is the highest paid manager, yeah, I think. Is were, that true? 41, far, million.
1: 41 million? Mm. I think the second
3: highest paid this year was Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah I, I like saw 25 that. 25 million. He managed Monaco for five minutes, didn't he? Like, what?
2: 25 yeah. million. Was it euros or pounds? Euros. Euros, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Bam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had a clause that in case of being sacked, yeah, got a lot of I mean, He knew. He knew. He knew on purpose. He knew his shit.
0: Quick, one more question about Manchester United. Another performance from Pogba. I think there's a correlation between this Real Madrid talk <laughs> And his performance is going
3: down, like his head's been turned. Yeah, possibly. I mean, the thing with Pogba, that my issue with him is he he never, he's never his whole time at United, he's never been a consistent performer. He's Mm. had spurts of good form, and you know, to be a genuinely top quality, top bracket player, I think you know you should be able to perform when you don't like your manager. You should be able to perform when there's (laughs) a bit of interest in other clubs from you. You should be performing week in week out at a very high level. I'm not seeing that from Pogba. He's still got a lot of potential. He's still only young, but I think. um, um, the, the joy is still out on him for me. Okay.
1: Is the Mario Balotelli midfielders <laughs> It's better than
3: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. <clears throat> <clears throat> perspective.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, a question for you, Dan, from Hannah in Sweden, who says, "I love listening to the podcast on my way home from school. I'm a Spurs fan, and I was wondering if you guys think that Tottenham will manage to finish in the top four and keep their Champions League spot
3: for next year." Do you want to answer that first, and then I'll read the rest of the email? Yeah, sure. Well, okay. Yes, I think they've got a good chance. Um, they beat Crystal Palace in midweek um, at the new stadium. Mm. Um, I mean it's so tight The race for top four This three points Separates third And sixth place um, So that's That's going to be all, Almost as fascinating As the title race I think To see who's going to Take up those last two spots My gut feeling at the moment On my side My gut feeling At the moment Is that Spurs Will finish third And Arsenal Will finish fourth mm. But it, You know It could all change Over the next six It games. is tight yeah.
0: uh, Hannah also wanted to hear your thoughts on the new stadium, and if you think that if that will help them finish in the top four.
3: Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I mean it's a very impressive stadium, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, no cheese room, but no um, cheese room. We'll we'll get over that. (laughs) They Um, do have a
0: built-in microbrewery. Lovely. Charging ports in the premium seats, an on-site bakery, (laughs) the large.
3: Sorry, go.
0: Yeah, the largest club shop in Europe, and a skywalk
3: in the stadium. And those pints that fill up from the bottom—did you see those? That's
1: the most important.
3: What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they've got these new like pop. Uh- you just plug them in, basically. Yeah, it's like a or valve ba-
1: And it fills up. I asked about it, Lewis, and Phil, they told me, oh, we got that in Arsenal five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right.
2: Basically everybody said. Whenever I talk about it, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I've seen it before. I've,
3: yeah, seen it exactly. had that
0: for I've never, I've never seen this, so it sounds impressive to me. <laughs> uh, Hannah says, uh, on last week's podcast, you discussed rival club sharing stadiums, and we couldn't think of so many. Uh, I just wanted to mention that Sweden, or in Sweden, two of the biggest rivals, Jurgården. I hope I've pronounced that right. I did check the pronunciation. Jurgården. It is. Your garden I might be right about Your that. Your garden, wrong, well done. Don't Share an arena in Stockholm. They've shared it ever since the stadium was built in 2013. That's
3: I went to a, a Jorgarden's ice hockey match once. Okay. Because um, it was during the winter break for the football, and mm-hmm. all the football fans go to watch the ice hockey team, so it's like a football crowd at an ice hockey game. Nice. Cool.
0: Year Gordon, How do you pronounce it? I think it's Jorgarden. Garden yeah is so the uh, the home of the Abba museum is it really yeah oh, I've never won that so if you want to go to the ABBA the museum Francesco <laughs> yeah. that's your place to go I group. grew far- up <laughs> <laughs> you can't imagine yeah. as we say each week podcast at onefootball.com is the place to send any questions you want to discuss John Kirwan has been in touch I'm a big fan of your podcast I'm from Wexford Ireland mm-hmm. just down the road from me <laughs> lovely part of the world Francesco it's the home of Irish strawberries if you ever want to have strawberries in Ireland Wexford is the place to eat
3: them from can't wait are Irish strawberries particularly good or they're just they're Irish, just Irish. <laughs> they're just Irish yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't game. know if they're particularly
0: good <laughs> uh, I'm a follower of Republican Ireland I'm a big Arsenal fan sadly oh god I uh, know you're not getting much love with those two teams um, as I write this we are fifth
3: the fourth now so.
0: oh they're fourth yeah. that's true they are fourth yeah my unrelated soccer question is what are your favourite sports apart from soccer well uh, <laughs> he calls it soccer because in Ireland we call we have Gaelic football yeah so really? uh, it, it, he's he's on point here don't slug him off
2: <laughs> since he's Irish I'm going with hurling then but to, normally it's, it's for me it's basketball
0: clearly ok basketball yeah
2: Formula 1
0: what? Good call. I'm g- just it's getting sport. back into it. It's not a sport. It's a, a, a
2: brilliant. Sport. There's a brilliant Netflix uh, documentary yeah, yeah, about Formula One, and that yeah. really sucked me in again. Like yeah. now I'm back. Yeah, me I too. I didn't it watch day. it for three years, yeah, and same, now I watch
1: it. Same story. <laughs> you no, know, I grew up with Michael Schumacher, being my hero. You know, so okay. Same here. <laughs> exactly same story, movie. Done. I'm gonna sound weird when I say this. I don't like any other the sports.
3: Oh, okay. I have no, no interest <laughs> in anything else whatsoever. Just yeah. Not even Rugby League? No, especially not Rugby League. And definitely not Formula One. I can't think of anything more boring than sitting and watching that for <laughs> like five minutes. I'm with to, him on that one. Yeah.
2: To be honest, I'm watching
3: basically anything that comes out. <laughs> Absolutely anything. I also love tennis yeah I could watch tennis I would always go for rugby rugby would be mine so see I have an emotional attachment to football whereas I don't have that with anything else so I'll just I'd rather do something else with my time than just sit and watch yeah sure. well, you, like cooking or something like that or well you know watching movies or FIFA listen to music FIFA FIFA mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Amazon Prime,
3: Manchester
0: City, DVC. I've got that on DVD, actually. Sandy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luke has been in touch from Brisbane, Australia. You've been there. Lovely. Yeah. I have been there, yes. Nice part of the world. Yes. Very Australia. nice part of the world. Australia. There was a lot of Australia stuff in this today's podcast. Uh, Luke says, I just want to ask a question about whether it is acceptable or not to change the team I support. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. I've been a supporter of Newcastle United for decades now, but the awful way the club is being run, the lack of respect for its history and the acceptance of mediocrity is stifling like a difficult relationship every year I want to leave it but I keep going back it's starting to make me not enjoy football anymore and I feel like I need an intervention any advice would be appreciated P.S. I went, I went against my family team to support uh, Newcastle so maybe I could go crawling back to the family club lads any advice is it okay to switch your team who was it starting
2: against go on Nico go on Nico you <laughs> go So normally I would always go with a very strong no here, but in, oh. yeah because normally I would say look you, you you can try to change it but it's not going to work in the end because it always like you the, the club you support you're, you're basically in love with it and you always end up going back to it just like you said but I totally understand what he means there when and if the club is not by the people that run the club right now it's not treated with the respect it deserves and it's not treated right I would go with a yes here try it at least give it a try because you're supposed to enjoy football at least to a, certain, to a certain point it's not it's not supposed to kill your, your, your vibe all the time so yeah, like, try it the thing though is, can you do it? that is a big, big question, can you actually pull
0: it off? see, I figure football is like life it's full of loneliness and misery and it's all over way too quick <laughs> that's, that's how I would see it. so I would say it so I would say stick with Newcastle Francesco?
1: okay, two quick things first One. of all, I come from a country that most of the people support two clubs because in Italy, most of the people like are not from groups. like a big city. They support the home team. And then they support a big club like Juve, Inter, Milan, Roma. It depends where you are in the, which part of Italy. Which is the country of England, for example. Like, if you come from a little town, you support that team and nothing else. Like Manchester. Like Manchester. <laughs> no, right. Am I right or not? Uh, more or less? Sort of. That's my... Not really. No, Not really. It's okay. okay. but That's what it used to be like, Francesco. It used to be in the past. Mm. Okay. Cool. But my opinion is that you can change religion, you can change wives, you can change homes, you can change country, city, or you cannot change your football team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: Dan? I'm inclined to agree, yeah. I mean, well, I was...
3: With Francesco or with Nico's radical approach uh, With Francesco. <laughs> I mean... It'd be interesting like, He said about the family club there he didn't say which club that was He didn't say which Sunderland club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny yeah
0: No maybe Luke could get in touch and let us know what the other club
3: is Yeah I mean I would say that you have to sort of stick with your club through thick and thin um, you know I did it and you, know, never, you never know one day an oil rich billionaire might come along and <laughs> make your dreams come true and um, ruin everything for everybody but then when I think about it when I was a kid and City were in like the third division and getting beat by York every week and stuff like that I had a bit of a soft spot for Arsenal because that was sort of the <gasps> era of Henri and Vieira and oh. stuff like that so oh. I used to sort of kind of so you see, that's follow it. Arsenal and stuff okay. but not really I didn't support them when I was a kid I actually supported Bayern it's the, oh, I think you told us this before yeah, yeah. Like
2: but it was just yeah but it was when I was like when I was like changed. I was like twelve or thirteen, mm. so okay. so old. it was a.
0: Younger so I years, thought yeah. this. I thought this would. This actually divided the crowd. But I thought everybody would just say, "No, you can't change your club."
1: I would, not yeah. It's well, it's you really. It's depends how much you care about football it's more than anything. Like, the, th- the thing if is, if you're like, oh, I'm a fan, but I mean, I don't really care at the end. Like, it's not my life. Football, mm-hmm. you can change it yeah. pretty easily. If you're not enjoying it, then.
3: You should get some level of enjoyment out of it, I guess. From you
0: know, L- Luke, you should Formula just Formula
3: One. You can, you can, you can pick different.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Formula <laughs> One, hurling, yeah. rugby. There's plenty of other sports out there. He
2: should try it and let us know if it worked out, mm. because that is my big question. Because I think, like, if I would try it right right now, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put it off in the end, probably.
0: Well, maybe Luke could do an experiment for us. Yeah, do it,
2: Luke, and let us know. Yeah, yeah. Like every week, <laughs> tell us who you watch and who would you pick then. Does it have to be the the family club or can he just go anywhere in the world and pick whatever he wants?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's interesting.
2: And if you could do that, question to you guys, who would you pick right now in the world of European football? Do you, like, no, like, forgot about your history. Mm -hmm. Which team would you pick right now? (laughs)
3: Oh. <laughs> I I always thought if like City went bankrupt or something and went out of business, that yeah. I would support Newcastle. Well, I no thought you know were going to go for Man United. So no, that. no, definitely not. No, but I don't know how you could just go from supporting one team and then just suddenly be a supporter of another yeah, team and feel t- that connection to it. Like it doesn't. I just can't comprehend that as a as a thing that.
1: Right. I'm, since, really, I'm really since I really like to suffer mm-hmm. since I really like to suffer if Inter will go bankrupt I think Roma is a nice option yeah. Yeah.
3: I
0: think I would go with Roma go- too go- 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 go with Roma is, yeah. yeah nice for the jersey for social
1: media thing nice, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice jerseys good on social media beautiful city <laughs> Yeah. you go for home games it's, it's a lovely yeah. weekend away Yeah.
2: I thought about Roma too but I think since we're living in Berlin I would probably pick Union
1: Berlin then mm. Okay. you support yeah. Tasmania you I support Tasmania like now but them. you know this is
2: a world where this they doesn't exist they are you support <laughs> look, look, look like, we're talking about a world but Tasmania the, the background doesn't exist
1: <laughs> and I would I think because I'm missing home games I would say probably I would take uh, Union Berlin and- one of my favorite teams in the world is Racing Gavegianeta actually the oh, one yeah? that just won the how come yeah. why? why because Diego Milito <laughs> that noise well, you can hear
0: in the background is our is our team I'm making uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> crushing things over <laughs> Um, Anyway Anyway. Meanwhile in Italy (laughs) Part 6083 of the Icardi saga rolls on The
1: captain is back (laughs) Go on Francesco (laughs) Run wild Okay What happened Icardi came back Played for the first minute Scored and assist to Perisic So Did did they celebrate together? They celebrate together And it's pretty clear now What's the problem in this situation Um, Spalletti Spalletti so it wasn't really a fact of the group that didn't like him. Maybe it was, was a factor, but not that important in this situation. And uh, so the, the, the path now is pretty clear. So Spalletti will leave at the end of the season, a new manager will come, and the future of Riccardi will depend on this and also of the offers. So my bet is that if there is no like a very good offer and the manager that will come, probably Conte, will say, I want Riccardi to stay. He's one of the most important players for me. I think he can stay Icardi at the Inter okay. there is a huge problem now between the fans, the ultras and Ricardi, because they, well, that's
0: yeah, that's what they, I wanted to hear. How are they they really don't
1: like him. Yesterday there was a video, I don't know if you saw it, that after the goal they were like, Don't okay. celebrate, don't say with the hands like this. Mm-hmm. So I know ultras are pretty, you know, divided, you know, like they they always want to be the side that supports the team and everything, but at the end I know that if you go on social media, you see the reactions on Ricardi. most of them are uh, great to have you back. You know, I think that if he scores many goals, people forget pretty soon yeah. and even the Ultras can go to do whatever they want, you know.
0: <laughs> okay, so the drama is over now. It's not over because...
1: He ignored Spalletti when he walked off the pitch last they time. They had is like a true? very, very weird handshake. Like a very very weird one. Did they mm-hmm.
2: actually shake hands? Uh, I just I saw
1: one like, I, angle. It looked like it looked like they didn't. From yeah, one I angle, it one. seemed they didn't didn't touch. Mm-hmm. From the other one, like they had like a very quick handshake like this. Or oh, like a kind of palm slap. Sort exactly, of thing. exactly. Okay. Not really really intimate one. It's clear that there is a problem with them with uh, between them. We don't know why what happened honestly, and that will come up I think after the end of the season. Once Spalletti is out. Once Spalletti is out. I mean, when if Spalletti is out and he has no team next season, I'm pretty sure he will write a book or, like, something because he has to talk about Totti. He has to talk about Icardi. <laughs> I mean, he has oh, yeah. to, yeah, he's a plenty of He never talked about of... Totti. He never talked about it. Because, you know, he, he went after to Inter, so he said, like, I don't want to talk about it. He wrote his book, like, that's it. Maybe there's a level of respect there for Totti. I think that he, I mean, he was very bothered, like... He, he was under pressure this man in the last three years that he must be you know at one point and I'm out Like,
0: but, but that's a terrible position to be in that ending basically the end of Totti's
1: career I think that in that case Paletti was right at the end maybe the way he handled it that wasn't really good but how do you handle that situation that's the problem like it, like it, how it, right thing to do but it's a hard you thing have a legend do. like not no a legend like the history of Roma literally who wants to to continue play football, and he can't because Totti. I don't know if you remember the last year, he couldn't play anymore. No. Like he was not fit to play football anymore. So what he can could do, like I know some Roma fans that are actually with Spalletti. They say, I mean, who, who whoever was there was in that situation. You know, it's not just about Spalletti; it's about Totti ending his career. But in this particular case with Ricardi the, the feeling is that he could do something different. like right? it Icardi is a bit younger. And also it's it's been one month that Marotta and all the club is saying, we're fine with Icardi, there's no problem anymore. Uh, the group is ready to have him back. He was not calling him. So there must be something really, really deep mm-hmm. between them that we don't know right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the club, it's easier to sack the manager and keep yeah. Icardi, you know. So uh,
0: they're plenty, do that. plenty of midweek action. I want to start by saying... On the record Leo Bonucci is an absolute idiot yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of what the what? highest order. What can, a knob. How can you that... Stupid. Let's yeah. say stupid. Let's, Let's go for other <clears> words for, okay. for people who missed it, let me just read the comments yeah, sure, for, sure, sure. for people who missed it. Uh, he's talking about after uh, Moisey Keane has, has scored the goal. Keane knows that when he scores a goal, he has to focus on celebrating with his teammates. He knows he could have done something differently too. There were racist jeers after the goal. Blaze Matuidi heard it and was angered. I think the blame is 50-50 because Moisey shouldn't have done that and the Curva fans should not have reacted that way. <sighs> we are professionals. We have to set example and not provoke anyone. This is possibly the stupidest comment I've ever heard from a
1: professional footballer. (laughs) I agree. And we also... There are a few things to say here because yeah. it's too easy to say he's an idiot and that's it, you know. Like, I know it's the truth, but mm-hmm. we have to understand why yeah. that happened. Yeah, well, like, and what exp- are explain it all. It was in Cagliari on... It was in uh, Cagliari after a game. He yeah. said this clearly on TV. Um, there are a few things to say here. First of all, the race is probably in Italy, which is, we saw this season with Curi on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen next year, by the way. Boxing Day off. It's off. Okay. It's off. <laughs> uh there is a huge problem racist, but that's I think it's something that it's a common path in europe we We are seeing that in many countries, and it is not even related to football in a way like you know it is a football club podcast, but you know this racist thing and this Comes from something else, from more a cultural thing, from all the immigration, politics. So it's a lot of things going on. and It's a wider problem. It's a wider problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Italy, they are not taking um solution. There is no actually, they're like, they banned the interference for three games, but that's not enough. Like, Allegri said something really clear after the game said, we have the technology to do that. We picked the 40, 50 idiots and they're out for the rest of their life, they cannot go inside a stadium anymore in their life. And if we do so, their friends, their uh, sons, the, the families will say, oh, maybe it's not a good idea you know, to do that in a stadium because I won't go anymore to a game. So we need to do that, but they're not going to do it because, you know, Italy, it's a country that we want always want to justify things, you mm. know, in everything, in politics, in culture. So there's no appetite sports.
0: there to tackle the problem, no?
1: There is, there is, because we are talking about it, like, more than here, trust me, but there is no, like, the actions that we want to take are not enough for me. Like, we need to do a much... Uh, I would say uh, we we, mean, we need to do to be more consistent in the actions that we take and we are not doing that. Uh, so that's the huge problem of racism. Mm-hmm. Going back to Bonucci, which I agree with you with that what he said it's very, very stupid and uh, I'm unbelievable honestly, because it's your teammates. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the other thing.
1: It's his teammate. He's it's not like some someone else. I I couldn't expect that even if it's impossible to say that from uh, someone the place for Cagliari, maybe the captain of Cagliari wants to defend his people, you know, in a way. Also, we have to remember that Cagliari comes from Sardinia, which is the region that was uh, racially abused in the years by Italians. Mm. So this thing, it's very complicated to explain, even for, uh, you know, people that don't come from Italy. But going back to Bonucci, I think, of course, like we cannot justify what he said, I'm not going to do that. I can try to understand what he actually wanted to say because I don't believe he wanted to say that.
3: Well, he did a follow-up Instagram post. Did you see that? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Basically said that he... His words were misunderstood. Um, I was too hasty in the way I expressed my thoughts. Hours and years wouldn't be enough to talk about this topic. I firmly condemn all forms of racism and discrimination. The abuse are not acceptable at all and this must not yeah, be. Yeah, that's a very. No
1: apology. Liked by John Terry as well, at Instagram post. So. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, but uh, just to quick this, uh, this thing very quickly um, there is a lot of attention with Moise Keen right now. You know, like the, he's under pressure, he's scoring every game he played basically in the last two months. So there is a sort of, if, if you see, like, if you listen what Allegri says about him, what all the people around him are saying, teammates, they always want to protect him. You know, they don't want to expose him because they know that he's exposing himself, like he's playing, playing every game, he's scoring, he's doing great. So my idea is that there is this. Um, over-attention on Moisekin because they don't want him to be the new Balotelli, you mm. know what I mean? Because Balotelli reaction in the past of these racist abuses were like, oh, fuck off, fuck you, Verona is the stupid people. Like, mm. he said that this fakes Balotelli. Mm. So, and no one, like, everyone wants Ken to be the new star of Italy in the next 10 years, you know? And with these kind of things, honestly, like, that maybe too much attention on him, it's not helping for him to grow, you know. I know that that reaction, you know, it's very understandable, and I just, I mean, I was surprised, like, I, if I if I were a player, like, I would do even worse than that, honestly. I'm surprised he was yeah. so reserved. Exactly, yeah. like in, in I, I was surprised of that. But everything you do in this case can be, you know, good or bad, you know, like, mm-hmm. what, what could you do? Like, not, not celebrating at all?
0: And then, know, like, that's the thing if he if he doesn't celebrate he lets them win it's just yeah. oh, it's, it's so complicated it's, it's, I, I honestly, it's awful yeah. it's awful that we actually have to chat about this yeah, yeah. and not chat about what a great player that he is like of we course were, what a, and that's like
1: a we problem because, because Balotelli was ruined by this uh, but should, the beginning of Balotelli should, what
3: do you think he should leave Italy mm-hmm. Would that be better for him? To if I was him, I would country? do it. I would do it. I would leave it me.
0: I'm sorry. Would, yeah, I mean, it's not that It's not that, it it's not, yeah. not that it, everywhere else is perfect, but...
2: But it is a reoccurring problem and that is the Italian league bigger than any other league in Europe, I would say, right? In any other top <laughs> league in Europe. And I don't know, man. I just
1: feel like... Yeah, but if Italian football, it's a consequence of... Italian politics right now. Of course. It's a reflection of society. It's a reflection of society, football, you know, and football teams and everything. So, of course, like, I will leave Italy probably, but, you know, if you leave Italy in some way, these people win Mm -hmm. at the end. I know what you mean. So,
0: not helped by what the Cagliari president had to say as well. Yeah. He said, if uh, Federico... Berndesky had celebrated that he would have been treated exactly the same way,
1: which is bullshit, basically. <laughs> I think there is a... There was... He didn't... Like there like is a huge difference between whistling a player, insulting him, and do the booze and the ration things. So that's the difference, you know, because it's true that uh, the Cagliari fans were whistling all the players, insulting them all the time, the Juventus players, but it was clear that... Alexander, Matuidi, and Kane were racially abused. Yeah, I mean, so how this president can understand this, I don't know. I think he was trying to defend at the end, like he's still the president of that team. Uh,
0: but, uh, but at some stage, he's got to have a fucking brain in his head and say, I can't defend that. That's no, not know. right. I
2: exactly. Know. That that would have been the, the only right way to go. And now from all I heard, there's not, not gonna be anything for the fans?
1: No. Nothing? Not. No punishment? Fine.
2: Absolutely nothing. Just fine.
0: Fine, F- is, fine. A fine is bullshit. What they need to do is like you say, get rid
1: of these fans out of the stadium. That's it. I wouldn't deduct, even, deduct points from the team. I wouldn't and, and really I wouldn't I I would just go. I wouldn't deduct points. I wouldn't like ban all the stadium like they did with Inter because I, would. I for, wouldn't. Honestly, because
2: for me, in a situation like that, where
1: that's not an extreme up. thing, because after three games, I went to Inter Milan. Yeah. the game they were they were uh, doing the boost to Bakayoko. Yeah, doesn't change because if yeah. you do that for three games and then they're back no. again, all the same people. For me, for they're the gonna do the it same, again for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. No
2: fan would get into the stadium. I would be like I mean, super, super strict. That's but not fair on the fans who that's aren't. Racist, exactly. Yeah, I know it, it the, is. The, like, tell me more about it. We we had the same issue with like no racist issue, but
1: we had this like punishment. Yeah, Manico, for we are attack. not living in that the 1950s. We have technology. Like, like police knows every person see in the stadium if they want. to. <sighs> So but you can you the, can you pick these it? people right. you can pick these people you can recognize them, <laughs> and they're not going to stay anymore for their life life life. life. Then. Yeah, okay, life. It, that's it's it. better. It's better. I agree. Life and not because better. if you do so, yeah, starting from like a small group of people, the group uh, next to them they will say if I do so yeah. I'm not going to stay anymore yeah, so yeah, is it better to not going to stay all my life or to not do anything yeah
2: I'm, I want to take that back what I said it's bullshit I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I hate it I you know the, to it's you. an
2: emotional it's an emotional yeah. thing I yeah. get
3: it I get it I also think points deductions will be a way to go as well that would send out really oh. clear yeah. to oh. people.
2: it has to hurt it has to hurt mm. the club so they want to change stuff and it has to hurt the fans
0: exactly
1: that's probably enough and you were honest yeah, yeah. Should, we, should we move on to the football or do you want just, we, just one, one last point go on I don't understand why you didn't leave the pitch at one point. This has to happen very soon. They're they they saying that since years in Italy. It, in Napoli, every time, oh, if we hear that, we're going to yeah. leave the, uh, the pitch. But just do it, it with mm. Milan, yeah. right? In a friendly. In a friendly though, so, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easier. But it, Juve it's, uh, had 20 points. Even if they lose, nobody cares. Sterling, just leave the fucking Sterling, pitch.
0: There was something about Sterling <laughs> in this and was it Montenegro recently?
1: Yeah. yeah. But
3: they last uh, week, yeah. Just
0: walk off. Yeah. Do football, you know, let's do football's it football's not that important yeah exactly <laughs> give it up okay let's talk about the football then okay. shall we alright <laughs> so uh, the big game this weekend is
1: in Turin is it big well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where well, Juventus are going to beat Milan 2-0 well it's very likely okay uh, Milan uh, lost the last uh, la- I mean didn't win the last three games mm. uh, they've a couple of injuries a couple of injuries uh doesn't seem to be good for Gattuso in the next future, also. Oh, already, yeah. He was brilliant like two weeks ago. I agree. Or like for me, like he was the best manager Milan had after Allegri, they won the last scudetto by far. But you know the relationship between uh, Leonardo and uh, Gattuso was never good. Never, because if you remember when two very different characters. No, no, but there was a very particular case because when Leonardo was coaching Inter. Gattuso won the league with uh, Milan that year, and he was chanting with the fans, Leonardo piece of shit. <laughs> there is a video of Gattuso in the stands, Leonardo piece of shit. Leonardo, piece of shit. <laughs> very hard to work with somebody after you. So, sometimes. you know, <laughs> I, let's say that, you know, it's very, a very difficult relationship. And Leonardo came in when Gattuso games. was already there. He was doing great, so he couldn't, you know, sack him. Mm-hmm. So I think if he has a chance, Leonardo will go for someone else. Okay. Um, but, you know, Juve is not playing really, really good recently, a part of the Champions League. There is the Champions League next Wednesday, so they might, you know, not give 100% to this game. So, Milan probably has a chance. Honestly. No Ronaldo either. No Ronaldo there. Is he out for the first leg of the Ajax game? He will try to play the first game. I think he will be fit. Maybe he won't play from the first minute. Uh, um, because, honestly, it's not like a huge game for you, like it's not Barcelona it's not Manchester City it's Ajax at the end one of the easiest pick they could have so Fam- I've got a feeling about that one famous last words yeah. Francesco I've got a feeling <laughs> I like. just hope so, so and, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's not getting much better for Roma under Ranieri draw last night I was expecting it, that
1: yeah honestly okay. because uh, you know Di Francesco was I think really underrated in the last month he's been a great coach for, you, for Roma he went to a semi-final Champions League last year and uh, you know Roma was fifth when they sell him now they're eighth so I think it's
0: not good it's, it's not, not good, good. Sim- simple maths tell me that's not good
1: <laughs> yeah Zaniolo who is uh, the best player they have right now or yesterday said that he doesn't know if he's going to renew the contract doesn't look good for Roma mm. uh, rumours
0: that Vincenzo Montella is on his way back to the the uh, eternal city well is it the Eternal City? Or is that yeah, it's the Eternal City. City. Okay.
1: Um, I don't think would be the best for them, honestly. Montella, I would go for someone more consistent. Let's put it this way. <laughs> because Montella demonstrated in the last years that maybe he's a good manager for when there is no that pressure, but when there is pressure, didn't perform well. We saw that in Milan and Sevilla. So okay. I would go for someone like, honestly, Gasperini might be a good option from Atalanta even if he didn't do good at the interim, I think it might be a good chance for him. but we'll see we'll see I think okay we don't but
0: know yet. definitely not Ranieri we know that anyway no. no no. now last week when we talked about the Bundesliga Nico you weren't here mm. only cool of was here yeah. we said there was nothing to get excited about and Bayern go and draw with Freiburg yeah What the hell happened? Who's lost with Freiburg? Bayern, twice this
2: season. Oh, that's true, actually. There you go. Uh, Well, what happened is, it is the same story again for whenever Bayern is not winning in the Bundesliga this year, is um, they just had a major, major fuck-up early in the game. Uh, with Mats Hummels being miles away from Hölle from Freiburg, from
0: and um, that's unlike Mats Hummels these days <laughs> it's,
2: it's pretty much a classic Mats Hummels it happened a, again last night in the cup twice um, and they conceded one early and then this team all its self-esteem that self-esteem that looked like it was back in the last few weeks mm. just vanished was completely gone and then Lewandowski scored a brilliant goal mm. uh, honestly a brilliant goal but uh, that was pretty much it they had a few chances and they would have deserved to win it to to be fair but they, they're not this powerhouse anymore than just the, where it doesn't matter if they concede a goal because by in the last few years they would concede a
0: goal and then they would continue by scoring seven in mm. Freiburg and be like well Amazing that a bunch of such experienced professionals are so deflated so easily I honestly at this
2: point I haven't like I can't explain it anymore. I have, I have no idea what's wrong with Bayern. It's um, feels like they're the mirror, the reflection of the entire German football right now,
1: and it's just it's just majorly rotten. It's not A Coincidence that Ummels, Neuer, no, it's not, Mühler, it's not all of them play there, basically. absolutely. The FIFA top 10
0: world rankings were out today, Germany weren't even in the top 10. Well, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I was surprised though. I thought they would have had Welcome in the dark side of international <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ireland are also in there, don't worry. Uh, Belgium were number one. I don't know how these things work. Like, surely France are number well, this, one. Well, this, this list has always been... It's nonsense, is it really? Yeah, it Okay, is, fair it, enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of Bayern, a pretty amazing game last night. 5-4 in the end? Probably versus Heidenheim. That probably yeah. was one of the uh,
2: best cup games I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. So, they were
0: trailing for a bit too.
2: They would, yeah. they were. So I don't have to uh, retell the entire game film, I, I think, but Bayern ended up winning by penalty, by one penalty in the 84th minute that Lewandowski scored. Uh, as He scored the 5 to four so this second division club that just came up to second division and used to be like third division uh, regional league which is fourth division and they scored four goals in the Holy Allianz Arena which is for Bayern that's pretty much like going into the, the, the office and pissing at the embarrassing. table
1: <laughs> the question and is will Kovac stay at the end of the season so that is uh, this game
2: yesterday got me to the conclusion again that he will be sacked Kovac, Kovac stays in, in Bayern Bayern coach unnumbered yet yeah
0: he's not. Oh, oh, okay, he stays. Yeah, okay, oh, okay. I thought you said he stays.
2: No, I think that Bayern is just the biggest issue that they have no idea who to bring in. Pep Guardiola,
3: there was rumors about Mourinho last week. Honestly, I think that might have been a wood football
0: uh, April's day. No no, 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 there, there was was, there there was actually a rumor. Mourinho
3: with
2: the us. It's, that 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 can no, I don't think that it will happen because Mourinho is too much of a character. Um, Guardiola is too, obviously, but Guardiola was was in good terms with Hunes and Rummenigge and I just really can't, can't see Mourinho not get on with those two. That's
0: definitely
1: Where is Mourinho going? Hey. Inter.
0: <laughs> you saying that? But I'm convinced of it. Uh, how long before they build a statue to Paco Alcázar in Dortmund? Oh, not, not much longer, I'd say. It's the thing with, like I say, he's he's not.
2: He's, he's not shit that beloved <laughs> at the fans <laughs> at the moment oh <laughs> what no there's no but they love him for what he does and, yeah, yeah yeah once again last weekend they Dortmund played dreadful against last week. week. It was probably the Dortmund's worst game in the entire season and it wasn't. An, should have been a goalless draw, not even a question and then he scores two in the 94th and 95th. And that free kick. Another free kick. Terrible
3: goalkeeping as well. Uh,
2: um, yeah, absolutely. But I think at this point he sh- <laughs> could be or must be like second best direct direct free kick taker behind Messi in Europe. Could be because do, yeah. it must be like four or five now this season, which is a lot. And at least two of them in the last, in the, in the extra time. By the way, Dortmund played, scored 15 goals in extra time this season. 15? 15. Wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's incredible. 14 of them
1: are Paco Alcacer. That's it's true. That's like, true, like, yeah. Literally
2: true. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's a, like if they win the league this year,
0: they will build a statue to him I think so Yeah, <laughs> and sell him after and then sell him yeah so look, we mentioned this weekend it is classica uh, uh, don't you love it the, we're not even let's, let's not give it that name <laughs> it's, it's the big game between Dortmund and Bayard
2: it used uh, to be the Südwest Derby which is even worse South West Derby. They call it the Derby. And they're like seven hundred kilometers between
0: the city. <laughs> yeah, center. you can't have the Derby when it's seven hundred kilometers. That's <laughs> nonsense. So Dortmund go into the game uh, game on twelve points from the last five games. Bayern have thirteen. Dortmund go in better, slightly better form, despite this.
2: Yeah, slightly, but to um. Like to a level where I would say it doesn't really matter anymore. Like Bayern had had this game against Heidenheim yesterday, and now Dortmund is coming. And when, when we this, if there's something we know about Bayern, then for them, since 1860, which is the other club from from Munich, is gone. Those are, the, those are the important games in the, in the season. Like, they don't have a derby anymore, and they want to win against Dortmund. This is the most important uh, match for them. So, if I would have to bet money, I would bet on on Bayern. But I'm I'm really really rooting for Dortmund because I just want somebody else to win the league. I just just found this picture of me being in a stadium Dortmund Bayern 2011, and then I realized that since then Bayern has won the league every single year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who's it a bigger game for
2: huh Who the bigger it- game because you think uh, Bayern Bayern will, would yeah. say it's for Dortmund because mm-hmm. they uh, for them it's way more important to win the league and has already said oh if I don't win the league this year we're going to spend so much money it doesn't matter but it is for Bayern Bayern i not going to, to. If they get defeated in the Allianz Arena uh, by by this Dortmund squad, then yeah, Munich is burning. So dude, this this is uh, this is gonna be an important game. But I would say. In the end, Bayern will make it somehow. Oh no! Yeah. Is, is Royce back for Dortmund? Royce well, is back. Okay. Yeah, he was just out because uh, his daughter was born, and
0: uh, she's she's healthy and at home now. Oh,
2: so,
3: lovely!
0: Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Marco Royce. Yeah.
3: If you're listening, yeah. <laughs> probably. probably is. See, there was a bit of chat yesterday about um, Royce came close to joining Bayern a few years ago. They were saying it's it's a classic um, thing Bayern does before the the dismatch. Oh, classic. They
0: always. Oh, they're always
3: doing stuff like this. Always the, bringing out old stories. Remember the Götze thing? The Götze thing. Mm-hmm. Lewandowski happened... They the, said the reason they didn't join was a couple of Bayern's senior players, Muller and someone yeah, else. Schweinsteiger and yeah, so that was it. yeah, they said they don't. So apparently, the Marco mentality. Reus
2: was... At that time, was playing at for Gladbach, right? And he's a Dortmund kid, we all know that. He was playing for Gladbach at that time. He had this release clause 70 million. Um, and only Bayern or Dortmund were the only two clubs that he would go to. And he mm-hmm. apparently was in Munich already at Jupp Heyks' house. They had dinner together talking about the future at Bayern. And... It sounds, from this story that was clearly coming from a Bayern direction, um, it sounds like the deal were more, were more or less done and then Lama Schweinsteiger said he doesn't have the winning mentality, the Sieger game, the genetics of winning basically, <laughs> <laughs> and so they said don't bring it in. And for me it's absolute bullshit. So I don't, I actually don't believe it worked.
1: Winning mentality. I <laughs> mean, Mönchengladbach, you're like 20. How old is so it, like, was
0: 22
2: at that
1: exactly. point. Winning mentality. I
0: mean, yeah. we've all know how good Marco Royce can be. That's yeah. nonsense. Absolute yeah. nonsense. Um, Frankfurt, 100% safe bet for the Champions League <laughs> don't jinx it that's what it says here on my script <laughs> don't jinx it I mean yeah
2: it, by Frankfurt is still unbeaten in the year 2019 and haven't conceded a, have conceded one goal in the last seven matches uh, mm,
0: that's why I say 100% Congra- it,
2: congratulations I, it, don't jinx it but the chances are as high as they have never been for Frankfurt and the team is as good as it's never been and
0: if this happens uh,
2: yeah I don't know what I'm going to do Probably
0: jump into a pool naked or something like that.
2: Run around the the streets naked. (laughs) I don't know.
0: If you're in the one football area of Berlin (laughs) around the time... Frankfurt qualify 100% for the Champions League they're home <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Stay lock home. your doors close, close, the windows. close your eyes pull down the blinds <laughs> yes. all of that sort of jazz yes. <laughs> uh, why is hacking leaving Gladbach so first of all
2: because Gladbach has been doing pretty bad okay. lately and yeah. the reason that's the reason why Frankfurt uh, is not a Champions League place after all um, I think it's a smart decision by Max Eberl the sports director <laughs> of Mönchengladbach um, he just saw it in the last few games and actually you could say it saw it before the winter break that the that Gladbach's evolution is not going the way it should be with the talent in the, in the squad um, they still look good they sat in the third place for quite some time but not they dropping down they're fifth now um, and I think it is the right call um, Dieter Hacking is a good coach but he's rather say an old school coach mm-hmm. which is just not fitting anymore not for this team which is very young and talented and he just doesn't use the young players at all he keeps on playing 450-year-old Raphael, who has been great in the first of the season, but not ever since. And um, it is just a very smart business decision by Max Eberl and uh, even Hacking more or less agreed. Oh, okay. Like he completely got it; he, he's not angry at all. Do they have a like, replacement yet? Apparently, it's going to be Marco Rose from Salzburg, ah. which uh, is a is a who has been the hottest name in Germany whenever there was a um, spot open. And uh, Austria, too. it's not <laughs> it's not agreed yet, but he's playing. Brilliant football with Salzburg. It's a lot, lot of fun to watch it. And for him, like if you look, who needs, who needs to manage in Germany would be Gladbach, Borussia, Schalke. Um, and Hoffenheim already has somebody. So this teams, I would probably go with Gladbach too. And Bayern hasn't called him yet, so Gladbach.
0: Yes. Final, final question for you, Nico. Uh Grindel is gone as the head of the day f b yeah, does that mean there's a chance Mesut Ozil could come back into the squad? No, oh,
2: no okay, not as long as still you, you live and I may be off staying there. In okay. the lead no, no, no chance, but it is a glimpse of hope for German football because, just like more or less every football federation, it's corrupt and has been for years and
0: decades. Reportedly corrupt, less, less. Well, just actually,
2: say. it's yes. Let's you just, you said just. reportedly, I said it in my video yesterday, it's not reportedly anymore because there's proof of it. Right? Okay. Right. So.
3: Well, let's just. Yeah, we
2: say with reportedly, we didn't say
3: anything. <laughs> uh, but no chance it's back. No. Oh. I don't think he's Interested at all I mean he's been poor This season And he's what 31 now So his Time's probably Got man of anyway. the match The other day Did he try? Yeah Got mm-hmm. man of the match I
0: mean <laughs> Me and you could probably Get man of the match Against Newcastle but <laughs> never mind Okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Nico, Dan, and Francesco. Dan will be back next week, like I said, giving the people what they want. In the meantime, you can listen to the back catalog on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast. hit. And if you want to tell Dan how much you love him and that Andrea, many more Andrea Pirlo comparisons, (laughs) the address to do so is (laughs) podcastofhungful